Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. Good morning. This is Blake Wilson, Lifeline's Vice President of Operations, and it's Christmas, December 25th. Well, at least kind of. I'm pre-recording this just because obviously we're not working today. We're celebrating the birth of our Savior, but wanted to stay um, on track and wanted to record this a little bit early. So I hope you and your family um, enjoyed a beautiful Christmas time with family, celebrating the birth of our Savior, and just got some time to rest and relax um, and just re regroup uh, over what can be such a busy, busy season. Um, but we wanted to continue in our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, so recording this just a couple days early um, so we can stay on track with our team and with our podcast and getting this information together, um, but I think it's really it's really fitting in in the timing of this as we look at verses seventeen through forty of chapter seven today, because there's so many things um, that we could correlate with our Christmas season, um, and it's all built around how are we representing Christ in our daily lives, and what are those areas where we are finding ourselves distracted? And I can say certainly this time of year. It's so easy to be distracted and have things fight for our attention that can really, um, really take the focus off of Jesus. Uh, the, the culture around us, the world we live in, the media that surrounds us really tries to make Christmas um, about everything else other than the birth of Christ. And what Paul is talking to the church of Corinth about in this passage, is the need for wholehearted devotion to Jesus Christ. Regardless of the situation that you're in, um, the Lord desires our undivided attention in every aspect of our life. He has called us to holiness. So this is what he's reminding the church of in this passage in chapter 7, is regardless of your situation, regardless of your status, the thing that the Lord has asked um, ask from us is our undivided devotion to him. So he uses a couple different illustrations here, um, the largest one being marriage. Um, but the theme is wholehearted devotion and undivided attention to Jesus Christ. He starts off in verse 17 and he says this, Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them just as God had called them. This is the rule that I lay down in all the churches. Again, this is the word of Paul. And what he's telling the, telling the church of Corinth is he's like, I have preached in other churches. This is what I'm telling all churches, is that you should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to you. So represent Jesus in everything that you do. Now, isn't that fitting for this time of year? In the hustle and bustle of everything we're trying to accomplish, are we representing Jesus 
in every situation that we encounter. That could be anything from the checkout line at the grocery store to um, the who knows to to the Christmas shopping um, line at the mall, whatever it may be. Are you representing Jesus in everything that you do? So that's the first goal that you can see here in verse number seventeen. Represent Him in every aspect. Then He moves moves on in verses eighteen through twenty, and really what we see in this passage is. The the distraction, I would say, of tradition, maybe the distraction of past and just doing things because um, they maybe used to be important or maybe they're important to you. But in the grand scheme of things, they are more of a distraction than a help in keeping God's commands and following what he has told you to do. Because if he's asking for our um, undivided attention, it's so easy to give that attention to other things. So what he's talking about in verses 18 through 20 is just the general, um, I guess, tradition of circumcision versus uncircumcision. So he shares in these three verses about um, should you, should you not, is it important, is it not important? And then he says in verse 19, keeping God's commands is what counts. Keeping God's command is what counts. Each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. Are we keeping God's commands? Are we following him? The church of Corinth had been so focused on um, traditions, so focused on um, the law that they had lost sight of the freedom that they had in Jesus Christ. We are called to be obedient and loyal in all aspects of our walk with Christ and not get distracted with what those things around us are fighting for our attention. So he continues in verses 21 through 24 and gives some more examples of this. He says, were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although if you can gain freedom to do so for the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, the one who is free when called in Christ is Christ's slave. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves to human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. So regardless, you were bought with a price. You are you are Christ, and you should remain in Him and understand that this is the Lord's call upon your life, is wholehearted devotion. You were bought with a price. So be a slave to Jesus. Then he dives a little bit deeper into to marriage, which is really the bulk of this of this passage. Um, and he begins to just break down uh, the the pros and cons of being married. And I think this passage can be easily taken out of context to say, you know, you should get married or you shouldn't get married. What Paul is really explaining here is that regardless of status, it's our undivided attention that the Lord desires. He is asking us to live in our undivided devotion to him, to give our undivided devotion to him. That could be 
whether you're married or whether you're single, he just wants your undivided attention. He continues in verse 26 and says this, Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you from this. You see, what I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. For those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. Paul is stressing the urgency of the gospel in this passage. How easy it is for us to get distracted about so many things. He uses two verses toward the end of that, of comparing and contrasting um, the different emotions and interactions we could have, but ultimately reminding us that this world is passing away. And the most important thing we can do is proclaim the gospel, to focus on sharing the name of Jesus Christ and how marriage and the commitment of marriage could be a distraction to some. But if you are married, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Marriage is such a beautiful picture of the gospel. We are to love and care for our spouse. It's, it continues um, in the in the last passage of this, the last few verses of this, um, and, and dives a little bit deeper into um, marriage specifically. But for sake of time, I want to jump down to verse 35 today. And it says, I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. But that you may live in a right way in undivided attention or undivided devotion to the Lord. He is calling us to give him our undivided devotion. Not to be distracted by things that fight for our attention, but to give him our heart. I find it interesting in this passage, specifically in verse 35, the same language um, when it speaks of being concerned or distracted, divided, is the same um, language used in the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. And we've heard this story of Mary and Martha before, but you know Martha was the one that was serving, was working, and was um, distracted doing things that she thought were of utmost importance while Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And this is... Um, this is Luke 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, 
he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. So Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning from him, but Martha was distracted. She was serving, she was working, and she was just um, completely distracted from what Jesus was doing. He was in their home, but yet Martha was missing all the opportunities she had to just sit in the presence of God. I think that's so true for us in this season, is that our attention is being fought for in so many different areas. We are being um, pulled in different directions. We are doing so many things that we normally wouldn't do, participate in, etc., that we are just trying to keep up and just make it through the Christmas season. But we miss what is most important, just as Martha was missing that. We have to learn from Mary and just sit at the feet of Jesus, to learn from him, to sit in his presence, and to be reminded of, um, of his goodness. Let's focus on him this season. So it is interesting that as Paul is teaching the church of Corinth, and in those last few verses, I think it's verses 32 through 35, you see over and over the word concern. Um, You see the word devoted. You see the words divided or undivided over and over again in those passages. And I think that it's so interesting that that is what you see in the story of Mary and Martha, that her distraction was her, her, um, her time and her attention was being divided by keeping the house, preparing a meal, um, and doing the things that she thought were important, but in the end were a distraction. And she was missing what the Lord had called them to do. Let's, um, let's learn from this. This, this Christmas, that it's sitting at the feet of Jesus in his presence and learning from him that is most important. Let's not have our attention be divided and be distracted by the world around us, but be intentional about spending um, time with him. You know, as we close out our time today in our, our devotion, um, let's just pray that specifically. Let's pray that we will not be distracted. Um, let's pray that we can we can um, uh, we can create windows of time um, in our in our busyness um, to do that. It should take um, it should be priority for us. So let's make it priority as we um, close out December and launch into a new year together. God, we are thankful for what you're doing at Lifeline. We're thankful for the time to to study your Word. And God, just to um, apply it 
So God, even this season, we pray that we are able to stay focused on um, on you. Uh, the Christmas story is about you and your birth and the and God's ultimate plan to reconcile us to you. So God, we um, we pray that we remember this, that we focus on this, that we make this a priority. God, to sit at your feet as Mary did, um, to be reminded as Paul reminded the church of, of Corinth that you desire our undivided attention, that you want our whole hearts. And God, that is what we are committing to do um, today. Lord, we give you our hearts. We sit at your feet and Lord, we listen to your voice and celebrate your goodness. And Lord, you celebrate your birth. Um, Lord, as this was part of our redemption story. So God, we love you. We thank you for um, your deep love for us. And Lord, we pray that we can demonstrate that to you as well. Thank you so much, Lord. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study. Music